Daily Draft Report. Set your DVR to record now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to your Daily Draft Report. It's the daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus to Canton. Tonight's prospect, we're going to go back to the defensive side of the ball. Devin Lloyd, redshirt junior, linebacker from Utah, six foot three, 235 pounds. Love that size. And my guest tonight is Mr. EJ Snyder. EJ, how you doing tonight, man? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Dwight. This will be fun. Absolutely, man. I've been dying to talk about Devin Lloyd. A lot of the guys at the site don't play defense. I do. I play IDP, and I love Devin Lloyd. So uh, they actually said they even skipped the defensive ep- episodes. So they're lost, in my opinion. So. <laughs> All right. Devin Lloyd was the class of 2017 from Chula Vista, California. Not very highly ranked. He was the 1,631st. So, I mean, he was down there a little ways. Did have offers from Utah, UNLV, Colorado State, Sacramento State. Ultimately chose Utah and didn't see much play his freshman year. His sophomore year, he did have 91 tackles, including six and a half sacks and an interception return for a touchdown. Uh, This past year, though, he had 111 total tackles, seven sacks, Four interceptions, six pass defenses, a fumble recovery, forced fumble. Uh, he's a guy that gets all over the field. All right, EJ, what traits and attributes does Lloyd possess you think will make him a successful NFL linebacker? Well, you started. I mean, the traits really translate to that kind of production. And he has production in all categories because he plays all over the field. So the first one you mentioned is his size. He's He has very good size for a linebacker, at least a modern NFL linebacker. Linebackers tend to be shorter than he is and lighter than he is. The fact that he has that size, that frame, that length, his arms are very long as well, uh, really allows him to do all those things and to be all those places and to play all those roles. On top of that, he moves incredibly well. I call him graceful. Uh, he tends to kind of lull you to sleep because he he glides around a bit. He doesn't, you think, oh, maybe he's not that fast. And then you see him really open up in the champ game against uh, Oregon. He gets a pick or, you know, and he really starts running in anger and it's amazing how fast he is. So the fact that he's got a frame, he is an incredibly coordinated mover plays all over the field can have impact in the passing game the running game as an edge rusher very few prospects in this class have that level of physical versatility or really sort of positional role versatility that's what i loved about him was the fact that he can do everything that's required of the modern linebacker the range was in his lateral movement he was originally scouted as a safety i forgot to mention that so and you definitely see it in his coverage he has a really good feel for where the ball's going, he knows how to look, you know, to watch the eyes of the quarterback. Um, then he's got that straight out, straight line speed to cover sideline to sideline. He can stay with receivers, chase them down. I mean, he's just he's one of those guys that just does just about everything. Whenever I'd watch Utah, I've always liked their style of defense that they play. But I mean, you were your eyes were always drawn to Lloyd, and he is just gets everywhere. So, is there anything else you really liked about him? Like, how was he in run defense and? That's the thing is a lot of times when you get a guy that that is graceful and a good mover and has that feel that you mentioned in zone, uh, can stay with tight ends in man coverage, like maybe they don't like to trigger and stick their nose in there, but he's a guy that has a very quick trigger on inside runs. Great ball vision. Ball vision, I think, is an underrated quality as a linebacker. And when I say that, I mean, can they find it through the mess, right? Do they get pulled off by fakes? Do they understand can they stay in their gap 
when maybe a back makes a really good fake to the outside. He does all those things. And when he gets a clear shot, he has a very quick trigger in the run game and he brings everything behind his pads. So the other thing about a guy that tall, a lot of times they tend to play upright. They hit more than tackle. They don't wrap. He's a guy that will get low and smack you in the hole. And you kind of almost, again, forget about that because you see the range, the movement, the coverage ability. And then he gets a flat out like a gap coverage run play triggers through it, catches a guy in the backfield and like sets him down on his backside, like stops all forward progress and puts him on his butt. That's not something again, that you see typically from modern linebackers because they tend to be lighter and faster and he brings right. all that 6'3", 230 plus behind his pads. So uh, I think that's refreshing in the fact that you kind of keep looking with Lloyd for like, where am I going to mark this guy off? What can't he do? <laughs> and every time you do that, he reminds you with with another play. Like you said, always drawn to it when you're watching Utah's tape. Um, if I had any downside on Lloyd, it's that he's 25. That's it. Oh, and that's yeah, not... Wondering. Not uncommon for guys out of Utah, Utah State, BYU, typically tend to come out yeah. and so, the yeah. scouts say overaged, right? That's the word. That's the term. <laughs> Just means, you know, by the time he gets to a second contract, if he is a first round pick and the team has five years of control, he's going to be 30, right? And 30 for linebackers is a tipping point, not the tipping point. But, you know, are you going to get a full second contract out of that guy? Um, it's, you know, uh, stats say you probably won't. Uh, guys are playing longer all the time, but coming out at 25 is, you know, there will be guys going into their second contract at 25 guys who are coming right. out who are 21 right now and drafted in the second or third round with four years of control. They're up for free agency when they're 25, whereas Lloyd's 25 coming in. Yeah. And, and on the strengths, we forgot to mention he's a pass rusher too. <laughs> that sets him apart in my mind is yeah. not very many guys that play in an inside right. linebacker or off ball position, get lined up straight up as an edge rusher. And Utah does that. And he is wildly mm-hmm. effective. He's got a plan <laughs> for rushing <laughs> and he's got moves that he can link moves, plural, not one. Right. He and disengages. Yep. That is yeah. not common. I mean, a lot of people think, Oh yeah, it's, you know, if they're a linebacker, they can rush. No, if they're a linebacker, they can probably blitz, which is different than a straight-up right. rush. Um, but he will declare himself as an edge rusher, like a stand-up edge rusher, and be effective. He has more bend than a lot of edges in this class. And that's, again, when you roll it in with everything else that he has, that's why he's my number one inside or off-ball linebacker. Uh, so other than the age, was there any other concerns you had in his game? I mean... He's not perfect, but he's pretty darn close. He is he is very close for a college prospect. And that's the upside, if you want, of being 25, is that he's right. got experience. He is developed. This is not somebody that is just all over the place, and you're going to have to really hone that. This guy understands the entire defense. He doesn't freelance. You would – a lot of times guys with this much physical skill – will just freelance because they know they can get away with it. They're a better athlete than the guy across from them. You don't see that. You see him play within structure more than anything else and still make plays. So he's starting from a really good place. And again, normally with a taller frame linebacker, you'd be like, I'd like to see the pad level come down. I'd like to see him take on blocks better. But again, because of that edge rushing experience, he understands how to take on bigger players. He does it all the time. So very few negatives in in the evaluation with him, he's been largely injury free, um, which is a big thing at linebacker or running back, you know, high contact positions. There's, there's not a lot, you know, if you want to get super picky, 
maybe turning your head around to find the ball deep down the field, but that's not typically something we grade linebackers on. He can do it. He doesn't do it all the time, but that's that's a high-level cornerback skill that a lot of the guys that are going to get drafted in even the first round don't have. So that's really ticky-tacky. Like, that's reaching. Right. Yeah, one of the only other things I noticed that he is he, people like to point out the athleticism, and he's not a freak athlete. I mean, he's got good speed and good, like you said, bend moves, but his IQ and his intelligence really set him aside. So we'll allow him to overcome. He's, he, I don't think he's going to kill the combine, but he's not going to do bad at it. So, you know, it's, well, I'm not at all worried about that, though. That's the only other thing that I could possibly even nitpick a little bit about. And that's Yeah, if people want elite numbers out of him, they're probably right. not going to get him, but they're going to get very good numbers. And again, at his size, he's going to be running against guys oh, that are yeah. 15, sometimes 20 pounds lighter than him. You know, shorter, shorter levers. Those guys move faster in terms of sprinting and turning. He's going to put up very good numbers for his size because, again, he moves very well. And like you said, the underrated aspect of that is he triggers really quickly because he understands. It's that mental and physical link. So in terms of like time, speed on the field, I would love to see his GPS numbers because I think they may be faster than some of the quote unquote fast guys who run really fast without pads, but you get them on the field and they actually play slower than Devin Lloyd. All right. Mock draft database has him. There are people taking him 16 to the Eagles, six as high as six to the Panthers, 10 to the Jets, nine to the Broncos, uh, 19 to the Eagles also. So are there any of those landing spots or any other landing spots you really like for Devin? I think if you're taking him within the top 10, it puts a lot of pressure on your organization and it puts a lot of pressure on the player to be not just great, but excellent, like blue, blue chip, maybe all pro within the first two or three seasons. Not that I don't think he can achieve that, but that's a lot of pressure to put on any young player anywhere after probably the top 10. I think he's other than the age, one of the safer choices in this draft. If you need, really any of those roles if you need an inside linebacker if you need an outside linebacker if you need a guy that can rush or cover tight ends and erase you know the big tight ends in your division Devin Lloyd is a plug and play player you can bring him in and say do this he's going to do those other things for you as well so in terms of safety you know I would love to see him go to a coach that understands that versatility and I you know what I think about is what the Cowboys were able to do with Micah Parsons Micah right. Parsons had exactly. a lot of physical skills and everybody said, well, it really depends on what they're going to do with him because he started at Penn state as an edge rusher, but he'd been playing middle and you know, where's he going to get production? You know, the Cowboys said, we're going to let you do a little bit of everything. We're going to put you in the spots to succeed. And he had, you know, ostensibly the best season as a defender, almost in the NFL, he was in defensive player of the year, not just defensive rookie of the year consideration. I want to see Devin Lloyd go to a place where they can understand that dynamism and put it to work and not just say, hey, man, we need you to be the mic. Just do this. That's going to be sort of underwhelming to me if he if he ends up in a defensive landing spot like that. I want some folks that give him creativity, that move him out to the edge, that put him on different players. Heck, they line him up on the slot, you know, against right. small slot receivers at Utah. And he was effective because – you know, if he plays bump and run against a guy that's 5'10", 185, he can pretty much envelop them. Their route is done. So, again, I want to see some of that used or most of that used. Um, any place, if they were super rigid in their roles with linebacker that he went, I'd be less happy with that. I like the Eagles because they have several 
picks in that area yep, and, and, and a need for something like that. So, yeah, there's a couple of those spots. I can't see him going top 10. Like you said, I think probably the age will stop a lot of people from making that high of an investment as well. So, well, thank you, EJ. Thank you very, very much. Yeah, you just made me love him even more. So um, <laughs> <laughs> it's always great when I can get a little bit of validation to my insanity. <laughs> for sure. I'm happy to provide it. All right. Can you tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and where they can find your work at? Yeah, absolutely. So on Twitter, you'll find me at the draftsman FB as in football. And on YouTube, you can look up bootleg football. That's the podcast I co-host with Brett Coleman of the film room. Uh, And I also run a Chicago bears podcast called bears over beers. That's part of the windy city gridiron network. That's on SB nation. Nice. Nice. The bears. The bears. Love it. All right. You can find me on Twitter, FF People's Champ, this podcast at Daily Draft RPRT. My work at Campus to Canton, Dynasty Nerds, kind of a little bit everywhere. So thank you guys very much, as always, for listening. Hopefully, you enjoy the combine, and we will talk to you tomorrow.